Hashtag the morning flavor. This is Stormzy, Ed Sheeran, and Burner Boy. Own it. 19 minutes to 9. Welcome to Tuesday Mornings with us. We're looking forward to more on Metro FM. The bridge is on standby. Do you know Aranaka is already running in and out of the studio? She'll be on between 9 and 12 with the team, Lerato and Somizi. But not before we are done. And we're not done. In fact, uh, we're just getting started. <laughs> Would you believe it? Let's talk about um, the technology behind dating apps. I mean, it's it's a real thing, this thing. I've got a friend of mine who made it a thing. He yeah. spent a lot of time searching for, I don't know what, love, whatever. You know, one night stands, you name it. Like um, Owen, on, on Online platforms, yeah? yeah dating like apps Owen. and so on. Um, I, I don't know about Owen. Owen has probably a different story, but... Um, I've always wondered, you know, what's in it? There's the human aspect, and then there's the technology involved behind how this platform actually works. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to try and and talk about both and try and find each other in terms of, you know, uh, what makes these platforms so effective from a technology point of view. And, uh, you know, what do they do with all your information? I think that's another important thing. So joining us in studio to help us go through this is technology researcher and entrepreneur Barry Maurice. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. Good, good, good. good. I mean, these dating apps, um, in essence, people are looking for companionship of some nature or the other. Yes. In terms of the the growth pattern of this space, what does the trajectory look like? It's been crazy, right? It's changed the whole game when you look at dating. If you think about 10 years ago, if you were to admit to someone you met on online dating mm. sites, there'd be a huge stigma around it. You want to try and hide it from your friends. You will lie to your friends, right? Mm. Whereas today, it's kind of taken over taken over the world, and that's how a lot of people are meeting their significant others and their hookups and all that kind of stuff today. Mm. So the trend is, is, is huge, and uh, the question is whether it's good for us or not. Absolutely. I mean, we know that uh, it affects, um, I suppose, and also reflects who we are. Um, in a global society, we, we live in a world where it's about instant gratification. Yeah. So you don't want to take the long stroll of waiting by the corner for your potential loved one to <laughs> walk past you and hopefully you'll say hello. You want to just log on somewhere and, um, and find someone. I would imagine that's a big selling point of any of these apps or platforms. Without a doubt. It, ma- it makes things easier, right? That's the whole selling point is the fact that you can swipe through hundreds of people who are in your area and not do the work of having the guts and courage to walk up to a stranger and introduce yourself, right? Mm. So at a bar, you'd have to see that girl across the room and walk up and actually put yourself on the line. On Tinder, you can swipe and swipe and swipe and swipe and see hundreds of different options. Mm. So it seems easier to us. It seems like that's going to make our search for love a bit better but the problem is that that kind of cheapens that relationship and it cheapens those interactions a lot and so do these apps actually help you find that significant other it's hard to say let's talk about how these apps and platforms actually work um because obviously they need to be able to satisfy you somehow Mm. they need to be able to help you find this person you're looking for so what goes into that from a a back-end technological point of view sure so the whole basis of these apps is using algorithms to try and match one person with another person so the first piece of information they use is things like what you give to facebook or tinder or whatever the story is with your name your age your location they try and match you to whatever age range you're looking for and someone close to you and then they look at your interests so things like you've liked on facebook music that you like artists mm. that you like those sorts of things and try and find people who have similar interests then the third piece is if you have mutual friends right so if you have mutual friends you're more likely to be in that kind of circle you're more likely to have similar values etc and those are kind of the demographic and personal information they use then what they use is even more important is that they look at your 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 um, interest on the app you look at who you're swiping on the app how are you using the app how long are you spending with people how, how what kind of messages are you sending mm. and then tailor the algorithms according to that sure. so 
it's not just who you are, it's also how you act on that app that determines who you're going to see at the end. I mean, is this manipulation or assistance? That's the question, right? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> or, it's, or it's a case of artificial intelligence because, yeah, you got somebody who's thinking about everything that you do on social media and then looking what everybody else is doing on social media, and maybe there's a cross-match somewhere along the way. And I guess that's what it's all about, is weeding out the bad ones and really putting you in the right circles. And that's what they claim. They claim that we don't actually know what we want. Right? Mm. They mm. claim that our online behavior actually shows the real intentions and our real selves and like what we actually want, mm. more so than the list that we have on our head. Is we want the job, we want this, we want sure. them to look like this, sure. etc. And so these algorithms purport to try and match you with someone that you necessarily might not have looked at beforehand. Mm. And the question is whether that's legit or not, right? Sure. sure. <laughs> All right. Barry Maurice joins us in studio. We are talking about the tech behind dating apps, the algorithms. algorithm. Who is this algorithm? Huh? And do they have children? All right. Um, we'll take calls. 089-110-3377. What are your thoughts on, on dating apps and the platforms, the technology behind it, the theories you've heard, the suspicions, the rumors? I mean, all types of things. People talk about how some of the science behind these dating apps changes our brains. I mean... I don't know, you've probably heard a lot of interesting things, uh, Barry, around some of the theories around the negative impacts of such platforms. Without a doubt. So a lot of this comes down to dopamine, right? We get that dopamine hit when we get a match or when we like somebody, and a lot of that becomes a game. So these dating apps become games and not necessarily serious mm, looks for love. Mm, and mm, so what that mm. does is it encourages people to objectify other human beings because if it's a game, then it doesn't matter if I ghost you. It doesn't matter if I stop speaking to you. It doesn't matter if I swipe through a thousand people looking for that, that single person. Mm. And so what it's doing to our human psychology is interesting because instead of going to a bar and having, say, five or six options, you've got infinite options and mm. that paradox of choice makes it very difficult to have a real human connection and real I interaction all right we have to open up the lines this is a very fascinating discussion a are you using these uh, dating apps what is your thinking behind it do you think it is all real do you think they are genuine in their intention or maybe you don't use them because you have a completely opposite view of whatever you think is going on 089-110-3377 so barry um judging from what you're saying this data is collected from different sort of social media sites or online platforms that you're on. Yeah. So is it correct to say if I'm out there looking for love on a Tinder, for example, then I sort of need to keep consistent throughout all these platforms? Because I know people who are hella crazy on Twitter, <laughs> hella sweet on Instagram, <laughs> hella professional on, on, LinkedIn. on LinkedIn, and then hella trash on Facebook. And it's like, who... Are you? Who even are you? <laughs> so, for, in order to find love, I'm guessing we, you've got you've kind of got to keep the same personality online as well, just to attract whatever it is you want, because you might then end up with a, a candidate as confused as your online footprint. Yes, yes, I, th I think so. I think you do have to have some consistency. But like you say, you're definitely going to be different on LinkedIn than you are to Twitter, right? So we can't expect everyone to just be the same on everything. Mm. And so the idea is like in the dating world, what actually matters? And that's your social interaction. That's kind of the way you act on on some of the more social platforms, more mm -hmm. less so than actual LinkedIn and those sorts of things. Um, and so I think consistency is important and making sure that you are who you say you are, that you're not putting on a facade, you're not putting on a mask mm. that people will mm. look through the moment they meet you, right? You need mm. to actually be honest about who you are. Because then the algorithms won't nail you. <laughs> 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 they won't nail what you want or what you need. Okay. Fascinating conversation on uh, Morning Flavor Tech. It's the Morning Flavor on Metro, Stogie T and Lucille Slade. It is love and war.
Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It is Morning Flavor Tech. We're looking at the tech behind dating apps and platforms. We're joining studio by technology researcher and entrepreneur Barry Maurice. You can follow him on social media at Barry Maurice, M-O-R-I-S-S-E. We got a tweet here from Sonia K. Miss Sonia K says, I met my husband on Tinder and a year later we had a baby and got married. So yes, online dating worked for us. Mm-hmm. It's a positive testimonial. I can also vouch for it. I met my wife 15 years ago on a dating website. We married for 12 years already. Also got a daughter. It works. Do you remember the, the name of the site? Not really. Or you don't want to reveal the name of the site. <laughs> it was too <laughs> it was long ago. 15 years ago. But talking about websites and apps and, and dating websites, what apps and websites should people you know trust, I guess, Barry? Because there's a lot of bad guys out there and women out there and you want to meet the right person so what do you recommend you know our listeners go to yeah without a doubt there are hundreds of them if you go into your app store you'll find plenty of them and i think the important thing is to stick to the big ones stick to the big ones that have lots of users Mm -hmm. because they're the most likely to be legit the most likely to be run by good organizations so here in south africa the biggest ones are tinder grinder and bumble those are kind of the big three (laughs) sounds nasty uh, grinder And so those, those are the big three. And so I think if you stick with those, you've got the best chance of actually finding okay. someone. And they've got the biggest scale when it comes to actual numbers of matches. Like there's no point going into an app where there's 20 people, right? Because you need yeah. to have the volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, how do you know how many people are using a particular platform and for you to know how many people you're exposed to? Does that even matter? Or, you know, the smaller the community, the better. Yeah, so it depends what you want, right? So when you set that date, you, you set a date range, so like a, um, how, how, so your age range, looking at what kind of age you're looking for, and also location range. So do you want to set a five kilometer radius? Do you want to set a 50 kilometer radius? And that changes the number of people in your area. Mm. So you can decide as to how big that community you want it to be and how close you want the person to live. Um, and then it also depends on just where you are at the time. So if, you, if, you're, if you're moving about, that'll change location-wise. So if you're mm. at a bar, you can go on and see who's in that area of that bar, not necessarily your house. Right, sure. right. Okay, uh, we got another a comment here. This is Roma underscore Ndala says, I've tried this online dating thing. Yo, guys, on Tinder, people lie. <laughs> <laughs> there's also the downside where there's, you know, false information, profiles of people that don't actually exist. So in terms of warnings, what do you recommend for people? Yeah, so I think a lot of these platforms are starting to put in place verifications and security measures mm, to make sure mm. people who are who they say they are. So catfishing is a huge deal and people yeah. lie about all sorts of things. Their age, their, their height, their, their job, etc. And so it's important to actually dig a bit deeper and not just go out on a date straight away, but yeah. actually talk to the person and also often look at his other social media platforms. Yes. So look for his Instagram, look for his Twitter, etc. to get a sense of what's actually going on beyond Tinder. And if you do that kind of research, I think you put yourself in a decent position. You're not going to catch them all, but hopefully you screen mm. out enough for the crazies mm. I mean I was going to say something similar Barry with LinkedIn now I mean it's a crime for you to lie on your resume or your CV so mm. just as a backup if you want to get clarity on what the person does as a profession um, LinkedIn is, is, is good with that and I think apps are catching up to that because yeah this dating world and this internet world is can get very very dark by the way, so I took your advice, um, Barry, and I downloaded Bumble. I'm on there now. I just yes. got the app. And I'm just checking out some of the reviews. Uh, <laughs> and this um, Siam Pofu in particular, 
who says, this app is really good, but the women here are limited if you don't pay. Um, take, for example, Tinder will let you swipe on lots of women without even paying, which is why Tinder is the hugest <laughs> dating app. Uh, paying, paying, <laughs> what are we paying for? So I think there are some in-app purchases or, or of like, some like, sorts. Like what? Yeah, so these apps have to make money somehow. So sure. what they try and do is they try and convert their high users into paying customers. So they'll show you, say, 20% of the matches, and then if you want to pay, then you can access the 100% of the matches. Mm. Or if wow. you want to pay, you'll be able to see who's liked you. So you won't have to have that uncertainty about who's liked who. So that's the way they try and make money. And so it, like on, on Tinder, they've got Tinder Premium, which is a relatively inexpensive service. But what it does <laughs> is it shows you every single person who's liked you so you can decide sure. if you want to match with those people that is unbelievable now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to um, check out Tinder and Grindr excuse me Grindr Grindr is for gay people so oh I'm, is I'm, it yeah, yeah. no but it's okay because I'm also like the Q <laughs> in LGBTIQ plus awesome, so, awesome. yeah it's kind of yeah it kind of works out so I'm going to check it out and, and I'm, I'm going to sort of put it out there for people to kind of help me about you know which of the three should I sign up on and then I'll give you guys feedback hopefully in a couple of months let you know if months Weeks, days, I don't move that months. quickly. Oh, move, baby. What's the point of being on an app like that if you're not going to move it? Come no, on, Barry and us are going to have to, you know, dig deeper than <laughs> <laughs> the surface. Oh my goodness! All right, well, listen, Barry, very fascinating. <laughs> Obviously, you, you mentioned the point of revenue, so these platforms are coining it, definitely. Right? Advertisers and so, what do they do with that information? That's the big question, right? So um, as far as we understand that all of the information is encrypted and, and, and locked up in their servers, but uh, the nature of these apps is that they have to be used in some way. So the data is available in some in some instances, um, but they're all encrypted in their servers. And unless there's a leak or a breach, then we should be fine. Mm. But we have seen h- histories of, of breaches in the past where people's private information has been shared out and lots of like like terrible things. So it's up to them to make sure their security is top notch and make sure our data is protected. Absolutely. Barry, we'll leave it there for today. If people want to reach out to you to engage you on a number of matters relating to technology, not just Tinder like Pearl, where do we find you? <laughs> so it's Barry Maurice on all social media platforms and then my website's barrymaurice.com. Wonderful stuff. Tech researcher and entrepreneur Barry Maurice talking about the tech behind dating apps and platforms. We appreciate your time, sir. All right, we are done. Uh. Honestly, I just want to go on a date now. I should have thought about this first week of Jed. I'd be getting something for sure on the 14th. Now I've wasted all this time. I can't believe oh, I can't believe this. I don't believe it. All right, it's 9 o'clock. We're going to make way for the next uh, team. So let's yeah. do exactly that. Thank you very much for tuning into the Morning Flavor. We are absolutely done. So on that note. Good morning. Good day. And, and good vibes. Hupedi is on standby. It is 9 o'clock. Here are your news.